to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary and the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Here's What's Spinning, where I give you my top five releases that I'm really looking forward to. But this week, I'm going to change things up a little bit because there's just so many singles and so many announcements that came out over the last little bit and a few albums that came out that I didn't mention in the last Here's What's Spinning episode that I kind of overlooked that are just uh, really incredible and potential album of the year contenders. So I'm going to do things a little bit differently for you, Kyle. Um, But we wanted to... Good. (laughs) Good. Um, but we wanted to start start today off because there's one album in particular that came out uh, a few weeks ago now that we were going to do a little tiny review on, and that's the new album from Liquid Tension Experiment titled LTE3, and uh, this was number one, I think, on our very first, here's what's spinning episode, my number one most anticipated so I felt that it was uh, appropriate to kind of start with a little mini review of that album. Um, nice. Do you want to kick us off there, Kyle? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just curious. Uh, did it live up to your uh, number one status in just in a few words? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. Um, I have some. I have some interesting feelings toward this album i mean i guess i'd say for the most part it lived up to the hype but at the same time it didn't um yeah it didn't like it didn't like surpass my expectations or anything i think (laughs) i think i kind of knew what i was getting myself into Mm -hmm. um especially if you're familiar with the with the first two albums i'm not particularly familiar with them but uh mm. i did know what to expect just knowing the players and the other projects they've worked on so i i kind of feel right the same way. and i think you have a certain expectation like with a full-on like instrumental album too mm-hmm. so yeah, i guess i'll leave my like my full synopsis for the for the end yeah, but, for sure. Um, I just wanted to see uh, how it stacked up to your initial hype. If I had listened, I'll say this. If I had listened to it beforehand, it probably wouldn't have landed at number one. Okay, okay. That's yeah. uh, that, that's a good summary. Yeah, I think... Uh, it, was the 20, it was the 22 years of, of hype and waiting that made it go to number one. Yeah, also fair, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really curious as to what you thought because um, it was... a. Uh, is an interesting and very long listen. Yeah, it was long is an understatement. It's almost twice a normal album. It was almost two hours long, just under two hours long. Um, honestly, I felt really good about the album, but as an instrumental album, two hours almost feels too long. Like it was a commitment to sit down mm-hmm. and listen to it. 
the overall it was kind of like exactly what I would expect from them uh, from these players like it sounded right on brand for them the uh, the songs I found a lot of them had really interesting musicality and keys and grooves but structure wise I found them a little bit repetitive I found the same song kind of kept happening over and over again except for a few specific cases Um, Mm -hmm. they did a good job of mixing genres which is again with the players involved I'm not surprised Uh, without without dwelling too much on musicality and engineering um, it's top notch like these are just pros in the industry so like musically wise like this is just this is what you get and engineering wise yeah it's again just uh, um a shining example of what's possible um mm. i think that uh it was cool on the engineering front just as one point of note is that the tones of all the instruments change throughout the songs like even the drums which is rare like i found that kick drum would be mm. different through different parts of the songs to kind of match the genre they were emulating which i thought was interesting pretty cool I'm glad you bring up the drums because I have some thoughts. <laughs> yeah, the I they were just they were fine. Like everything was fine. I I've got nothing bad to say about the album, but it's not it's not the most amazing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Also, did you listen to the version with the like the five bonus tracks? I did. Yeah, with side A and side B. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And uh, the Blink of an Eye song is actually one of my favorites, probably top two on the album. Rhapsody in Blue was my favorite, mm-hmm. but I, I also really liked listening to Shades of Hope. One of the things I liked about the album is that there were some pretty obvious throwbacks to Dream Theater, which is kind of expected, again, uh, considering the players involved. And also... There's Dream Theater. <laughs> yeah. And also uh, um, Blink of an Eye is basically a song that revolves around the bass. So that's kind of why I kind of like that song. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a chance yeah. for the bass player to show off. So that was pretty cool. And if you've ever watched, if you've ever watched Tony Levin play bass, it's, you should go look up some of his videos. His yeah. videos. It's just, he's, I don't. Is, is he the guy from? He's, he's like a wizard. What's that other band that Mike Portnoy was in? Is he the same bass player from that band? I'm the names escape me right now. Uh, you can stop us now. Shut us. Uh, Mike Portnoy's <laughs> been in a, a thousand other bands. Flying <laughs> Colors. No, no. I guess I guess the simple way to answer your question is I'm I'm pretty sure this is the only band that this bass player is in with Mike Portnoy. I okay, think. so so it's not the same bass player I'm thinking of. I was thinking of the Winery Dogs. No, but I. Oh, yeah, definitely not that guy. Okay, because that guy's a wicked bass player, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, you pointed out some songs that you really liked, so maybe I'll start there instead of going on a rant about how shitty the drums sound. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, yeah, Rhapsody in Blue. So here's what's interesting about some of my favorite songs is Rhapsody in Blue is not one of theirs. It's a cover. Oh, <laughs> whoops. No, that's fine. They uh, they played it. Um, I'm doing a little quick research here. They played it live in like 2008 when they went on a little tour and they just decided to cover it and play it live and it had never been released anywhere else. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a musical that was composed in 1924, actually. 
by George Gershwin. That's really and cool. I think that's part of the reason I liked it is it had so many throwbacks to old times, but in such a mm-hmm. really cool metal way or heavy way. Yeah. And so um, when they, yeah, when they covered it live and then they got into the studio, Mike Portnoy was like, hey, let's do a, like do a studio version of this for everyone. Cool. Because um, I think even when they played it live, Mike was saying that it was kind of a fan favorite of theirs too. Yeah, what's funny about some of my favorite tracks is that one is also one of my favorites and okay. it's not theirs. And then the reason why I asked if you listened to the like disc two bonus tracks is those five bonus tracks are, are all improvised. They weren't written beforehand. That's really impressive because honestly, I liked the second like those bonus tracks better than the rest of the album same yeah like maybe they should just improvise the whole thing (laughs) that that's exactly the point i was gonna make because i was like the songs on the actual album like they're all good but when i heard those bonus tracks and yaman yaman yeah i was thinking yaman and your beard is good i love that one too (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah yaman was like the standout one for me Mm -hmm. which goes on for like 16 minutes and i was like this thing is crazy good and one of my favorites and again it's like some of my favorite songs were the ones that were you know just improvised and not rewritten beforehand right because yeah the ones that are besides that that Rhapsody in Blue cover the ones that are on the main disc did feel a little formulaic right yeah it's and hard like to put into and words like they're good, <laughs> yeah like they're good songs but it's one of those weird uh, situations where some of those, some of those songs on the first disc could have. It almost would have really helped to have a lyrics and a singer singing over top of them. Totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except, so, except for, I'm curious in your yeah. opinion. What do you think of Chris and Kevin's Amazing Odyssey? <sighs> I I hated it. Like straight up. Oh wow. Did Just not like it. it. Yeah. I would skip it every time it came up. (laughs) The story behind those, those songs is um, Mike Portnoy and Tony Levin, the bass player. They had, there was a song on uh, a song each on their last two albums called like Chris and Kevin's bogus journey and Chris and Kevin's this. Okay. It kind of started as a joke and it was purposely just like the drummer and the bass player fiddling around as like a filler track. Gotcha. So I know that part of the reason why they had that on there was just because then they, they had a song like that on the, on their last two albums. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I kind of skipped that song. <laughs> yeah, the, the, best, the best song, in my opinion, of like the songs that they wrote beforehand was the, the last one on the, the first disc, the keys, key, to ima- key to the Imagination. Was my yep. favorite of all those. I agree with that. So yeah, in general, it was good. I would say it's probably like on par. Definitely not better than their other two, but it's pretty much on par. Fair enough. But what I was alluding to before is like <clears throat> Mike Portnoy in Dream Theater or in any of the other side projects he does. But especially in Dream Theater on certain releases, like I've always thought that 
the mix and the sound of his drums have been really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I did not like how they sounded on this album. That's pretty. That's pretty fair. I didn't spend that much time listening to them. Besides, like I say, I, f I heard a few times where the tone changed throughout the song, but I didn't spend a lot of time mm -hmm. to how they sounded beyond that. But maybe that's because they didn't sound good, and I didn't pick them out. <laughs> yeah, like they just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, and I think, I mean, maybe part of it is just like they were in, like a brand new studio, and Mike was technically playing. Um, he was playing on John Petrucci's kit mm. <laughs> that he has. Right. So maybe that's part of it too. But, man, I, that's one thing that immediately stuck out to me. Even when the singles came out, I was just like, this is... I was like, they just kind of fall... Yeah, they just fell flat mm -hmm. for me. I didn't like the sound of the kick drum. It could have been way more bombastic than it was. Yes. And I just... That part was kind of disappointing. So, especially for someone of of his, his Mike's caliber. stature and his like <laughs> history of good sounding drums, right? I was just like a little disappointed. Overall, I was going to say give it a rating of zero to ten good guitars. <laughs> <laughs> How many guitars would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it with, without thinking about it at all because it's hard to quantify music that way. But uh, I'm just going <laughs> to give it a five because I considered it severely oh. average. Like it just, wow. it was exactly what I expected, but nothing really surprised me. Okay. 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 And five is halfway between zero and 10. So it's just average. <laughs> I, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, I would give it 6.8 guitars. <laughs> okay. If uh, if we're going to start rating albums, we should probably come up with a good system because I hated pulling a number just out of my head for encompassing engineering, musicality, songwriting, production, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we could. i just go out of 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, like for me, I, a five is probably pretty honest because it's not going to be an album that I go back and listen to again. Like it's just there's a lot of albums out there that I listen to once and I appreciate them and then I move on. But then like if an album yep. grabs me enough to go back to over and over again, like that's when you start getting high numbers from me. Oh, totally. And yeah. I'll get into some that I overlooked that. Yeah. That <laughs> okay. Have that exactly. Because, yeah, I've listened to it. I think I listened to it twice through the day it came out. I haven't listened to it since. Yeah. Because um, part of that is some of the crazy amount of music that's coming out. So let's get into... I gave you quite a list last time for you to check out. Yeah, so. and I, I have to be honest, I didn't give some of them as much time as I should have. So um, oh, That's fine. Yeah, but I'll give you kind of what I've got so far. So you number five last time was... Uh, uh, Red Fang, they released Arrows, the single. Mm -hmm. I actually had heard Red Fang before. You said they were, you were just kind of getting into them. I kind of love mm -hmm. the really like grungy, dirty, hard rock feel. Like it's it's pretty straightforward musically, but it's super catchable and accessible, which I thought yep. is, is very cool. Definitely catchable. Yep. Yeah, catchable. <laughs> and then in... Uh, <laughs> 
I guess it depends how slow the arrow is. Uh, <laughs> as far as this song in particular, um, I just wanted to point out that the strings in the background, uh, I really love them, but I'm also always a sucker for orchestral accompaniments in hard God, how, music. How good, how good is orchestra and, and like heavy music in particular? It's just, it never should have been without. Like, I think all heavy music should have orchestra. <laughs> With that being said, we quickly also need to just shout out the version of Animals that Architects released with that full orchestra. I sent you that, didn't I? Uh, I put it on my Facebook and you commented on it. Then I, I must have listened to it and forgotten about it because my brain is just too full right now. But I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, it's, it's very, very good. Okay, so what did you think of the... What was the next one? You have the list. I don't. Number four was uh, the album Dysphoria by Termina with Adam... Ch Ch Andy. And Andy Chice... Ch Sizek. <laughs> Real good with names. Close. <laughs> Close. Uh, so, first of all, Andy, we kind of talked about last time how... Um, he did that audition, that Sumerian edition audition. Mm -hmm. um, I went and listened to it, and I actually didn't really love his audition. I didn't love the way he interpreted that song personally, but I didn't. I listened to a few other auditions. Mm. I didn't really love any of them, so I think maybe I just don't mm. like the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I had heard of Andy before because I've been working on getting my vocal chops up, and so I've actually watched a few of his channel's videos about... Uh, his singing tutorials. So I, I did know about Oh, him. okay. Yeah. So the album, though, Dysphoria, it's, uh, it was really great. I, this is one of those albums that I don't think I've spent enough time with yet, but, uh, mm. I really liked the dynamics of it. And the first time I heard it, I wasn't in the right mindset to listen to that style of, of metal, but I listened to it again right. today and was really into it. So that's all I can say about that. Yeah, I've listened to it quite a few times and I very much enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, the the guitar player Nick Nocturnal, he's he's a very talented riff writer. So there's some really cool stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And Andy's uh versatility, screaming versatility is huge and singing. Oh, it's it's second to none. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of I can't think of someone better right now. Except maybe the singer of a band I'm going to bring up uh, pretty soon here. Oh, ooh! But you are right. The you have to be in the right mindset for this term album because it is heavy. <laughs> it is dense. Yeah, this is a lot to get through. Yeah, for sure. I think the first time I tried to listen to it, I was like doing chores and like cleaning dishes and stuff, and I was like, <laughs> "This is not working for me right now." <laughs> Yeah, this was one you put on like in the gym or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we both work out so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't in a while. I'm normally pretty good about it, but I'm not right now. Vola. That was your number three. Ooh, they released yes. three singles, 24 Light Years, Straight Lines, and Head Mounted Sideways. Uh-huh. Uh, I've never heard of Vola before, but loved, mm -hmm. loved them. Loved them. The, cool. Yeah, the, the twenty four cool. light years was the first one I listened to, and uh, mm -hmm. it's a super chill tune, but a really 
out there drum groove that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. And I was like, I just hope the other singles aren't like this. Like I'd like to hear more dynamic from them. Right. And then they delivered like straight lines was <laughs> kind of uh, uh, way heavier, but they kept the clean vocals um, on top of the heavy riffs, which is also another great pairing that works really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing. They got a great use of the orchestral and pads in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then head mounted sideways with the electronic vocals was another twist again. And I thought that that was a really interesting choice, but it fits so well. Yeah. And then the, uh, the chorus is very industrial is the word I used for it, which was again, mm. a, a move from the other two singles. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I wanted to point out in head mounted sideways was that going into the bridge, there's a scream that lasts like, well, I didn't count the bars, but I don't know. 1500 bars (laughs) like it's just so long the scream just went and went and went and went and it was very cool i'm gonna have to re-listen to that because i don't remember it going for so long yeah it was long i know the part you're talking about but i don't remember the how long it went the way that they engineer it in it kind of ends up sounding like the background but there's a very definite definitive time when it stops like when it's not there anymore right and and so it's it would be curious to know whether he screams the whole thing or whether it's studio magic um because in the studio you can fake a lot of things either way a very good choice for the song i think it suits the song very well yeah. so yeah the the diversity in the singles they released makes me all that more excited for the rest of the album no shit <laughs> and yeah because they i had never heard of them until i had heard head mountain sideways i think I think that was the first single they released. Okay. And I just heard it somewhere. Somewhere just was like, check this out, song out. So yeah, I had never heard of the band either. And now I'm just like pretty pumped. Pretty pumped to hear what the rest of this is going to sound like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. I kind of figured you might like that. It's very uh, Haken-ish. It is. Yeah. And I love Haken yeah. right now, so... That's yep. right up my alley. Totally. Uh, what number are we on? Number two from last number time? Two. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you suggested uh, Bodum After Midnight, and you had said yes. that they were releasing one single called Paint the Sky with Blood, and when I went to look them up, they actually had three singles, so I think that that might have been a surprise, but I don't know that that was the case or not. Well, at the at the time, Paint the Sky with Blood was the only single out. Oh, Okay. Um, they've since released, it was an EP. It was only meant to be like a three song EP. Gotcha. Okay. So I've listened to the whole EP then because I listened uh, earlier this week. Yeah. Um, so have I. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's a great legacy for Alexi, but uh, it's pretty much Children of Bodom. Like I didn't see any creative difference from Children of Bodom. Mm-hmm. I really liked the, the first song, The Paint the Sky with Blood. Mm-hmm. The other two were, well, the last song is a cover again. Oh, okay. And yeah, the other one was just kind of, I mean, it's kind of how I felt about Bottom in the last like 10 years anyway, to be honest. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really loved an album of theirs since um, that one. I, Are I, You I, Dead Yet? Are You Dead Yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since then, and that was 2005. So that just goes to show you, like, he was a big influence and in stuff in the early years. Yep. 
and I love everything before that. But after that, hate, 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 crew death roll was one of my very first metal albums I bought actually. Oh, hate crew death roll. Are you dead yet? Is the, a song on there, right? No, are you dead yet? Is actually the album after that. So, but they oh, came God. in 2003 and 2005. Oh, the hate crew ones. Is that the red one with them? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's got like needled 24 seven on yes. that one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, 24-7. Yeah, that one. We probably bought that album together at HMV at some point. So I <laughs> probably. Remember HMV having is, a physical yeah, copy I, of that. I think I still have the copy. It's in a box right there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, yeah, once again, it was just like, I mean, they put it out just as like a, yeah, as like a last, last legacy kind of uh, thing for Alexi, but... That's right, and and I think it does a great job of that, but it's uh, nothing mm-hmm. different from Children of Bodom that I heard. Yep, fair enough. All right. Okay, I'm pumped to hear what you think about this one. This Okay, this one is the one I feel most bad about for not spending enough time with because I totally forgot about it until this morning when I was on my way back from my blood donation appointment. So I've listened uh, to it once, okay. but I loved it, and this whole time we've been talking, I've been thinking about going back and listening to it again because it was so good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know mm-hmm. anything about it besides my first listen and loving it. I mean, what's there else to know? It's like <laughs> Howard Jones, right? Yeah. I mean, all I know is that they've they've written a 10-song album, and it's apparently done and ready to come out, but they've just released this one song so far. Have they released a date for this album? Because that would be one I would be very stoked for. No, nothing yet. Okay. But it clearly caught fire because I think it was within a week that this this song hit a million views on YouTube. Holy smokes. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. Especially for a song like this. But it was just everything I wanted it to be. It was, it was like kind of classic Howard Jones. Like that scream is insane and his clean vocals is just so powerful. Yep. And then... From what I understand, Howard Jones wrote the lyrics and the vocal melodies. Okay. And Jared Dines did write and and play every other instrument. Good for him. So it's just the two of them on that whole album? Yeah. Whoa. And like for a guy that's kind of made his fame being like a kind of like a, like a YouTube musician and kind of like silly, not taking himself seriously... He's got some serious chops. For sure. And like even that guitar solo is just, it's so good. The Adam and Kyle podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Song Productions. Phoenix Song Productions is an AV system provider and integrator specializing in live sound production and recording. Phoenix Song Productions also offers technical consultations, permanent installations, and rentals. Phoenix Song's newest offerings include live streaming consultations, on-site audio and video recording, as well as technical and creative education. Check our website at www.phoenixsongproductions.com for the next education or entertainment event. Follow us on social media. Check the show notes below for links to our website and all of our social pages. I'm going to start with uh, some of the the new ones that I'm excited about that came out, or do you want me to bring up albums that had already come out that I overlooked? You choose. I would say let the people choose, but they aren't here yet. <laughs> they don't know that we're doing this right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you choose where you want me to go. 
the people say that I would like you to go and do the ones you missed. <laughs> do the ones I missed. Yeah, and, okay. we'll, do, and we'll, we'll end with your top five coming up um, and so that we can go over those next time. Yeah, it might be more of a top eight, but that's okay. You're really letting me down here. <laughs> okay, so the first one, first album that, that came out that I overlooked that I hadn't mentioned yet is an album from While She Sleeps. And the album's called Sleeps Society. Okay. Say that 10 times fast. While She Sleeps, Sleep Society. While She Sleeps, Sleep Society. <laughs> yeah, this one, like I've known about While She Sleeps for forever. Never really have fully gotten into them. And then I actually watched, um, actually shout out to Nick, Nick Nocturnal. I was watching one of his reaction videos and I can't remember to what video, but this a reaction to a song off this album came up right after. And I was like, this song is incredible. And it made me go back and listen to it, the album. Uh, the song was called uh, Know Your Worth, which wasn't a single of theirs, actually, I don't think. So... Anyway, so I saw that reaction video and I was just, just just made me go back and listen to the song. And yeah, the whole album is really good. And from what I have read online of like the While She Sleeps fans, is that this album is pretty far and away their best. Cool. So maybe that's why I didn't really like them so much before. It just wasn't that great. But they've been around for a while, like since 2010 at least. Yeah, I was on, a, on the same page as you. Like, I've heard of them, and I knew they were around, but they've never been someone that's been near the top of my list. So if... Uh, yeah, me neither. I'm but, yeah, to take so, a listen. but this album really uh, caught me off guard. and um, uh, Yeah, definitely worth a listen. Really good. Cool. The second one, again, a band that's been around for a while, and a, kind of the same thing, another band that... I've always known about, haven't really gotten into them too much. And then this album just kept coming up in some lists that I was looking at. Uh, so that's the new album from Hail the Sun. Uh, and the album's called New Age Filth. <laughs> and they're like kind of like in that post-hardcore like dance gammon dance kind of type scene. Is the vocals different? Because that's the one thing I don't like about Dance Gavin Dance. Really? Yeah, I know. Oh, I love, I love Tillian's voice. Love it. Yeah, I know. People, people do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the people today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are the people. I mean, they're similar in a sense. Like they're not as um, what's the word? Like like Dance Gavin Dance. This they're kind of like that high. Like really high raspy. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Would you call it that? Yeah. It's kind of like the reason I don't like Dance Gavin Dance, and sorry for all the fans out there, but uh I find his voice whiny. Like I find like it just grates hmm. on my ears. I don't think you'd find this vocalist whiny. Okay. Inhale okay. the sun. Cool. The instruments are very similar. Yeah, I guess I'd say it's less whiny. Okay. Well, I'll take a listen regardless. I always do. Yeah, but again, another one that just kind of like caught my ear the right way and ended up listening to the album through full. And 
again, from what I've seen online, a lot of fans talk about their one album, Wake, that came out in 2014, which I haven't dove into yet. But again, they say that this one's like just as good, if not better. So one of their best they've ever come out with too. Cool. Right on. So yeah, Hail the Sun, New Age Filth is another one I overlooked that you should, you and all the people should check out. And my last one I wanted to bring up, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted about this album. Because not only will it very, it'll definitely be in my best of at the end of the year list. This has a potential to be like top three, maybe. Really? Okay. It's like something, there's something about it. So it's a band called Holding Absence. And the album is called The Greatest Mistake of My Life. These guys haven't been around very long from the UK. Their first album came out in 2019. And I listened to that album too. Um, and it's just, it's night and day to this one. It's very, very different. Uh, this one is a full, I knew I was going to like it, I think at the beginning, cause it's, it's a, like, it's a concept album and it's kind of set up like the album artwork even is set up in a way of like, um, what am I trying to say? Like a, like a, like a play or like a movie or a presentation Okay. Because the artwork says like presenting the greatest mistake of my life performed <laughs> by holding absence kind of thing. Oh, that's so kind of set up. So it's kind of set up that way. And I mean, I'm already a sucker for concept albums. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this album just hit me like it took me on an emotional roller coaster. All right. Cool. Because it's a, it's a lot about just like this person's struggles. It's kind of like his life story essentially in an album. And yeah, there's some really great, like, faster songs on it. Some really great slower songs on it. The lyrics are incredible. And I think his the guy's vocal performance is just phenomenal. Cool. Nice. Yeah, if I could compare it to something. Do you remember the way that, like, Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance kind of hit us? And how that album is, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of, like, came out of nowhere and it's, like, they're not usually a band we listen to, but for some reason, somehow, that I album. still think to this day, oh, yeah. that album is just, it's one of the best albums I agree. of yeah, that I listen, genre. I still listen to it a lot, actually, when I'm doing dishes. This is, this is that for me. Okay, cool. That's exciting. Very good. Um, if, you, if you can... Try and listen to it like beginning to end. It's like 48 minutes. That, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, just like right, right from the first song. It's just, it's really powerful stuff. Really, really good. Um, so definitely go check that out, everyone. Holding Absence, the greatest mistake of my life. Nice. And then I think I'm just going to fire through. There's a bunch of new singles that got released. But before you do that, I'm curious. Did you, oh. speaking of Mist... Uh, did you ever go back and listen to um, Santa Cruz? Oh, yeah, Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, I did. What was your thoughts? Well, I feel like with a band like that, I, I maybe needed a better starting point. Fair. Because what I listened to, I didn't like. 
what did you listen to? Because I've only got one album in my favorite list. We've only got one album. I listened to their self-titled album. Oh, so that's the one I was going to suggest. You didn't like it, hey? No. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Because <laughs> that, that's that's the one I love, and that's the one I suggested. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I would, I would I would try and go back to it. I think I only got through like maybe three or four songs, to be honest. Yeah. Fair enough. If you didn't like it, if it doesn't grab you, there's no point in continuing to listen to it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like maybe at a different time it would grab me different. Yeah. But I feel like with everything else coming out right now, just kind of <laughs> it got it kind of didn't go far on my radar, to be honest. Fair enough. So yeah, a little under underwhelming. That's fair. I, the first time I heard them was years ago and I was driving and I, I remember loving them driving. Like I was kind of just the mm-hmm. right music for me. And then they made mm-hmm. it into my favorite list. And now I, I actually don't listen to them in a full album. I just hear them come through on my liked songs. So that's well, they're, very they're, reasonable. They're one of those bands, I think, that I think if you saw them live, I think it'd be a blast. Right. Yeah. Because like their songs are like like really high energy and like, They'd be really fun to watch and listen to live. And there's some bands out there for sure that you see them live and they're fantastic and then their albums kind of fall flat. Definitely. <laughs> so I feel like this is one of theirs, maybe. Yeah, that that's totally fair. Where it's like if we were going to a festival and they were playing on a bill, I'd be like, yeah, let's go watch them. But then I don't know how much I'd listen to their album. Yeah, totally. Okay. I'm going to do singles. There's two albums I could maybe touch on that are coming out that I'm looking forward to. Actually, I'll just bring one up to you because we've mentioned him in this podcast. Howard Jones's band, Light the Torch, has a new album coming out June 25th. Oh, yeah. And they released a first uh, their first single from that called Wilting in the Light. And yeah, I'd be curious as to what you think of that. I won't give too much away. Uh, what's the sorry? What's the album called? And what was the uh, single called again? The album's called "You Will Be the Death of Me," and the single is called "Wilting in the Light." Got it. So yeah, that's that's Howard Jones's other band, Light the Torch. You saw them. We we talked about that. We saw them play with Trivium. That's right. Yep. Saw that when, he and, fil- when he filled in for Matt and Avatar. It was Avatar, Light the Torch, and Trivium. And Matt Heafy mm-hmm. was home with his wife who was having twins. And so Howard Jones sang for Trivium and Jared yeah. Dines played guitar. Yeah, and I'm I'm positive that's how they ended up coming together to make the oh one hundred percent. Yep. And uh, just as a side note, that whole concert, that lineup was. Whew, that was incredible. That was such Man, a good concert. How, how good was Avatar? Oh, so good. <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, who are these guys? Like, I'd never heard of them before. Yeah. But then like they started playing. And I was like, oh, this is really fun. <laughs> yeah, they're a blast. Yeah. I think they kind of fall in line with those, like that Santa Cruz, though. Like their albums are interesting enough, but they're way more fun live than to listen to. Just, totally. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to just name off a bunch of singles here that came out okay and all of these 
All of these that I'm about to mention are non-album singles. So they're just standalone as as for now. I'm a, assuming slash hoping they'll all be on albums, but nothing's been announced. First one. Actually, for the first one, I'm going to throw you a little curveball. One of my guilty pleasures from my past, the band Pendulum is back together. Do you remember when I listened to Pendulum? I do. I do, yep. Back in the days with my old roommate, and we were like getting into that Skrillex dancey music. Yeah, yeah. This is actually a band that has stuck, like, stuck with me, and I still go back to a lot. Um, but they hadn't been a band for a long time. Um, cause they turned into like, they turned into knife party, which was like a more like DJ kind of stuff. Oh, okay. But the band is like, like they have, they have like the DJ set, but it's like full on drums and electric guitar and stuff too. So they're kind of like a, like a drum and bass, but rock band at the same time. <laughs> cool. Cool. Anyway, they reunited and released three new singles and they're all awesome. And I love them. <laughs> So <laughs> I liked these all a lot. So yeah, that's Pendulum and this the singles are called Nothing for Free, Driver, and Come Alive. And yeah, like I said, no album confirmed yet, but I hope soon. Um second single I want to bring up, um, a new single from Silverstein called Bankrupt. And kind of like we were chatting about with uh children of bottom silverstein's kind of been off my radar for the last while (laughs) (laughs) um nothing they've done has really grabbed me like that did when i was younger but um i do listen to silverstein lead singer uh shane told his podcast called lead singer syndrome which is awesome so shout out to that podcast cool um but yeah, they released a new single called Bankrupt. Um, it's awesome. Definitely worth checking out. Um, you can tell they put a lot of production into their music video too. So, but it's a it's just a really it's a really cool song. And like the first thing I've heard from them in a while that really kind of grabbed my attention. So definitely check that one out. What's the next one here? The next one is actually. Uh, funny that this came up because when we were having our little catch up with our old drummer, Zach, he mentioned that he's really into this band called our last night. And like a day or two after that, I realized I, they came out with a brand new song and a brand new single. <laughs> that's not a cover. <laughs> what good timing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and that song's called winter. Um, and again, very cool song. I don't have much to say about these because they're just single songs and I just want you to listen to them and tell me what you think of them. <laughs> yeah, I will. So yeah, Winter by Our Last Night. The next one is a single that came out from a Dave Grohl. And I mean, what isn't good? <laughs> <laughs> of what Dave Grohl does. You love Dave. Um, but you would have one, Dave Grohl's babies for sure. <laughs> you, I wouldn't even... It wouldn't even be a second thought. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> sure. So this one, he's got a new, he's got a, a new documentary coming out that he directed. I saw that. I'm excited for that. The What Drives Us? The mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's actually out 
as we record this today, it's on Amazon Prime. Well, maybe I'll watch it this evening. Yeah, exactly. Same. So yeah, for those that don't know, it's a it's a documentary about like um, bands, um, like tour stories when they were, but but tour stories when they were small enough that they were still traveling in like little vans and driving themselves across the country. So it's kind of interesting that way. Um, and obviously, the people in the documentaries like the who's who of rock musicians, as you can see by who's on this single. So he just released a single for the movie. It's called Nausea. And it's obviously Dave Grohl on guitar and singing. His daughter on doing some vocals too. And then it's um, Dave Lombardo from Slayer on drums. <laughs> and uh, Chris Novoselic, uh, like the former bass player for Nirvana when they were in the band together on bass and then Greg Kirsten on keys and he's he's more so known for his producing and he produced the last two Foo Fighters albums Greg Kirsten so that looks like a fun that, that looks like a fun lineup on that song mm-hmm. it's a great song it's exactly what you expect from Dave Grohl what do you think about his latest uh, release with Mick Jagger Oh yeah, it was good. It, it was, was good. Just like a cool <laughs> rock and roll song. Yeah, yeah. It was just a, it was just a collaboration. Yeah, I feel the same way. I was like, yeah. this is this is fun, but I'm it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mick Jagger doesn't hold a candle to Dave Grohl. So. <laughs> no, I know. I uh, I know it's probably blasphemy, but I I've never been a real big fan of the Rolling Stones, and Mick Jagger just kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I find I find his melodies pretty un uncreative, pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just okay. Yeah, but I mean, they've obviously got their place, and they've obviously made it huge. So, like, I, who am I to say I don't like it? It doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like the Beatles. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I thought you kind of caught me off guard. I thought you were going to ask me what I thought of the last Foo Fighters album and. Oh, I don't know what I think about it yet, so I can't. I can't even ask you that yet. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's different. <laughs> okay, moving on. Do you have more the singles? Two, or yeah, you do. Two, two more. Okay. Yeah, just two more. But these are the two I'm the most excited about. I would have to say. This next one again, I kind of caught it randomly because it like came up as a suggestion as like one of those reaction videos, people reacting to it. You know how on like those reaction videos, the people comment like all the songs they want them to That's right. react to next. Yeah. And I would say there was like a thousand comments and I bet you 90% of them were like this song, this song, this song, this song, this okay. song. And I was like, who? I've never even heard of this band. So the band's called Imminence and that's spelled I-M-M-I-N-E-N-C-E. Okay. And they... I have a new single called Temptation. Again, never heard of these guys before. We had a song called Temptation. <laughs> we did. Temptation. <laughs> do, 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 do. Temptation. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I listened to this song and watched the video. I guess I don't want to 
hype it up too much or do you want me to? No, let's talk about it next time. Okay. All I'm going to say is holy shit. <laughs> okay. Picture picture um they're from Sweden. They're like a they're a Swedish architects. Okay. Okay. And the and the one thing I, I do want to say, not about that song, I went back and listened to their latest album they put out in 2019. And that album, as much as I liked the last Architects album, for those that wish to exist, the latest album by this Eminence band is the album I wish Architects released. <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave leave it at that. That is bold words, but I am going to take a yep. listen. It's so long. It's twenty tracks. Oh no, there's a bunch of live tracks. I was looking at the deluxe edition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the deluxe. Yeah. yeah. Um it looks like it is only thirteen tracks. Whew. Yeah. It's a little more digestible. Yeah. You're looking at the Turn the Light On album? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. Again, it might be just them catching my ear the right way, but start with that single and... I will. I will. Yeah. It's just... And a good, good pair of headphones. Um, last one that I will bring up was released yesterday. And I think this band is... One of the best bands just in the metal scene, but potentially on the planet right now. And they're about to explode. Tell me. And that's the new out the new single from Spirit Box. I thought you were gonna say Spirit Box. They're they they're about to become like I think one of the biggest bands like in metal for sure. And they might even get some mainstream attention. So that's the single circle with me? I didn't say that, but you figured it out. Yeah, the um, their previous single, Constance, is one of my mm -hmm. favorites too. It's one of the most accessible, floaty, but like heavy metal songs out there. And her voice in it is just, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> she's, she's, she's unbelievable. Well, if you like any of their stuff, but if you especially like Constance, uh, you are very much going to enjoy this song. Good. I am pumped because I, I did like Constance more than I liked some of their uh, other high rated songs. Like Rule mm -hmm. of Nines is really good, but like Holy Roller is not my favorite. So I'm looking forward to yeah. hearing Circle With Me because they're, they're, they're so versatile from the rest of their stuff like i've kind of listened to a bunch of their stuff and it's just all of it's all over the place so i'm excited to see where this new album is going yeah they again they haven't announced it on they just released the like the video and single premiere was last night oh okay but yeah and like just further clarification on how i think they're going to blow up that video hasn't even been out for 24 hours and this is, again, in this genre, this is pretty big, but it hasn't even been out for 24 hours, and it already has 157,000 views on YouTube. That is a lot. That is... Yeah. 
I don't even I don't even much more to say. If you haven't heard Spirit Box or haven't listened to them, it's a must. They're insanely talented. And she's like a melody master. Yeah, for sure. That um like I say, Constance, it I, I just I it makes me speechless every time I try to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And she can this is Courtly LaPlante, by the way. She can scream up there with the best musician or best screamers in metal right now. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I can't say enough good things about them. So anyway, circle, circle with me, circle in me, circle with me, Cir- circle with me. That's, that's the last one. That's a lot to digest for next time. <laughs> yeah, I know, but at least it's not like it's a lot of albums, but yeah. Um, listen to what you can. Oh, I will. No, I'll, I'll I'll catch up from the ones I missed this past round and uh, get caught up on these ones. And well, I feel like yeah, this I, year in general, we're gonna have so much to talk about because all these artists totally. during this pandemic, like they all they can do is write. They're not touring, so all of them are writing. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see a lot of yeah. music this year. Still, still lots out there that's rumored that hasn't been really announced yet. But yeah, still waiting on that announcement from Dream Theater. They keep teasing it. <laughs> Give it to me now. Um, okay, so I think that does it for this rendition of Here's What's Spinning. It feels like these episodes just keep getting longer, but you know what? There's a lot out there to listen to. Last episode in our show notes, I put in our link to our Spotify playlist. So go and check that out. Um, I'm going to separate them. So when we release episode two and this episode, um, I'm just going to, we're going to make separate playlists on our or on my personal account public that you can go follow on Spotify so you can listen to all these. And then we also decided we were going to feature a new band every time we release an episode. Because Colin, I think that during these times uh, when some of our favorite artists and bands can't tour, that it's especially important uh, to show your support and buy some merch and vinyls and CDs and live streams and everything else they do. That's always important, but especially now while they can't tour and hopefully soon they, uh, we can go back to seeing some concerts again. It can't be soon enough. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Last episode, uh, we did architects and liquid tension experiment and Gojira. And then, uh, we're going to, uh, just try and keep featuring a an artist every week, and we'll just post a link to their um, their website and their shop, so you can go uh, support them that way. Then, as for you, as usual, thank you everyone for listening, and we hope that you can uh, find some new music uh, out there to enjoy. And then, just remember to like and comment, subscribe, rate our podcast. Uh, we have new episodes coming out every Thursday. And then we have some guests lined up as well. So thanks again for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk soon. Hello, everyone. It's Kyle here. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please take a second to follow us on all of our social media. Links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below. 
Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and on Instagram, where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Phoenix Song Productions for the continued technical and financial support which helped make this podcast possible. We'll see you next time.